Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are talking about something a little different. We're actually talking about couponing. Yes, kind of goes hand in hand with reselling in a way um, and thrifting with getting a good deal on like premium items. But yeah, totally different. And we're going to see a different side of Maddie that we've never seen before when we get into this topic. More on that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, before before... We get... <laughs> but before we get into that, you might notice Maddie is still here. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yes, I'm still here. No baby yet. Um, yeah. One of my updates this week I should have bought the kite baby ticket. I'm kicking myself. <laughs> I thought maybe there would be a baby by now, but there isn't. So I could have gone to the big warehouse sale, which would have been fun. But Okay, but this episode's probably coming out into May a little bit here. So when this goes up, the baby's probably here. <sighs> but we hope. knock on wood (laughs) just kidding (laughs) so it's not to mislead like we are recording still here in april we're banking a few episodes before maddie is officially out on maternity leave but when is the kite baby sale again was it may 6th you have time yes well when i looked weeks ago the tickets were really running low so i i guarantee they've sold out by now like when i looked they only had like i'm just guessing but say the sale was from like eight to noon they only had the like 11 30 slots available like kind of the 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 last slot so i could look into buying a ticket from someone (laughs) well i I meant more i meant more it's not too late that like you still might not have been able to go oh right true so we'll see how it shakes out. If on May 6th, you're just twiddling your thumbs, then we'll know if it was a real regret. Then I'm going to drive by the baby sale and <laughs> break in. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, that's one of my updates this week. Otherwise, uh, we ran a sale last week to celebrate our 100th episode, which was fun. I made a few sales with it, which I was a little surprised, to be honest, just because I had just ran a Name Your Own Price sale maybe like three or four weeks before that. And um, I just wasn't really sure if if I had a, a lot of new, you know, shoppers to draw on for this sale. But I made a decent amount of sales and was really excited about that. And then also on Friday, I finally listed this Patagonia that I got in Chicago in December. I don't know what took me so long, but it was one of those where I like had to wash it and like do a couple things to it. Not like the whole seam ripping thing or anything like that, but just like wash it and lint roll it really well before I listed it. And I just kept putting it off 
And I finally listed it on Friday and it sold two hours later full price. So that was so exciting to just like be done with it. It's like a bulkier item too. So it's like, you know, it takes up a little bit of space in the closet. So that was a very, very exciting sale. And just a reminder, if you have unlisted stuff, it's worth it to just get it up. <laughs> I know that is like the most satisfying thing when it's something you've been putting it off and then it sells really fast and you're like kind of kicking yourself like, and oh, like, I knew I it was a good item, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what I, it just seemed like, oh, it's going to take so much effort to like take the pictures. And of course it what is not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those are the best sales and the ones where it's like you do the relist delist to things yes. and something sells right away and you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So very good job. Thank you. How is it going for you this week? Yes, I had the sale on my closet too. So I kind of wanted to recap that a bit. Um, Yeah, same as you. I had recently had a sale and you never know how that's going to go. I feel like in our heads, we're both kind of trying to be mindful about spacing out the sales. So we're not... Yes over messaging hey people. me again <laughs> another sale they're like kind of seems like it's always on sale um yeah yeah because in order to run a sale it's like it needs to seem it needs to be like a limited Enticing. time yeah, yeah. Like, like I think of like retail stores like Sephora has like twice a year they do their like 20 percent 30 percent off sale that they do and it's like you know it's not going to be all so you know it's a big deal and totally. if you have sales all the time, then you kind of are treading into Kohl's territory where it's always a sale with the Kohl's cash. It's like, why are you ever paying full price? Exactly. <laughs> but we wanted to do the joint sale for our 100th episode. So I'm glad we did it. And I actually saw on our Instagram like memories, it popped up that we did a joint sale la- this time last year too. So that must just be our thing Ooh, this time of year. Keep it going. <laughs> yes. But I had done the five for a hundred dollar sale, which I don't think I've ever done that sale before. I have seen other people do it on Instagram, specifically Shannon from Boho Dreams Closet. I feel like she runs that one yeah, semi-frequently for, for her sale. I feel like if she's running a sale, sometimes it's the five for a hundred. Yeah, I hadn't tried it. It was I, I'm like not sure how I feel about the sale because compared to like a name your own price sale. For me, like I feel like when I have a name your own price sale, it seems like sales are kind of like streaming in like all throughout the day, like running with a sale. That wasn't the case for the five for a hundred. Like I probably only had a handful of people actually pull the trigger on their bundle of five items for a hundred dollars. But the nice thing about it is every time someone takes advantage of the sale, it's like a hundred dollars. Like it adds up a lot faster than, you know, sometimes with the name your own price sale, I'm accepting like $12, $15, True. $20 yeah. offers all throughout the day. So even if I only made a couple of the sales per day, it was still like a few hundred dollars. So I don't know, like it doesn't feel as exciting as the name your own price sale or like a just percent off sale where sales are more streaming in, but it still was successful. Like I, I made... I think maybe like nine people took did the sale by the end of the t- like sale period that I had. So, I mean, it's like almost $1,000 when it's all said and done. Plus, I randomly sold a few other items that I had priced out of the sale over $100 during the sale p- time too. Just on like, I, I sent out some like 50% off offers on some of that stuff just to yeah. get it going. And I also think it was kind of beneficial because... Even some of the people that didn't end up buying anything during the sale for the five for a hundred, a lot of people were like 
you could see that they were thinking about it, going through my closet, liking a bunch of items. So I feel like I gathered a lot of likes from doing the sale. So now when I do my normal offer strategy of sending offers out, there's like a whole, they might just buy like the two items that they wanted. Right. Cause it is kind of hard. I mean, I have, I have quite a few active listings. I think I have like between, I think I had like 550 or something when I started the sale, but still it's hard to find five items in your size, in your size. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of paints you in a corner. It's a little more limiting of a sale in that way, but Still was worth it, I think. Nice. Yeah. And then towards the end of the sale on the last day, I did just go through my closet on some of the items that I could. I sent offers for like $20, $25 on the individual items to maybe get a few of those people that, you know, maybe they couldn't find five things, but they had liked three things. Yeah. And I did make a couple sales doing that too. So overall, definitely helped my month. So that's good. The other thing I been focusing on lately is cross-listing to Mercari and Depop. So I wanted to give an update on that as well, how it's going. I've had Vendu going now probably consistently since February. I still don't have everything cross-listed onto all platforms, but everything new that I've listed basically since February, and I've like slowly been going through the old listings too, I've gotten everything over to Mercari and Depop that's been new in. And I'm starting to like kind of see not not it's not canceling out my Poshmark sales or like really coming near Poshmark's still my like main main go to girl, but like on Mercari and Depop this month, I think I made almost like an extra like six hundred something dollars between those two. So it's starting to oh, be wow. more worth it, yeah, um, to get those sales locked in on those. Um, and with Vendu, when you're creating all, your listings in Vendu, like not putting them on Poshmark first, but just using that Vendu form first, it actually is seeming like it is worth it for the efficiency. And then one thing that Vendu just came out with this week too, is they are, you're able to post on Bestiaire, which is formerly the app known as TradeZ. So I might try to get some of my listings onto there as well. And then the other thing I thought about was possibly some of my vintage items, since vintage is like one of my top selling categories on Poshmark, opening up an Etsy and then just listing the vintage stuff on Etsy. Seems like that could be worth it. I see other, whenever I'm checking comps on vintage stuff, like it's always directing me to Etsy. So I'm like, well, maybe I should be putting these on there then. And then after talking to our dad last week, I'm like wanting to try to see if I cannot uh, if I can make another eBay account without getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if I could get over, try to get on eBay again or figure that out with them, try to come back just to get more bang for my buck with Vendu. If I'm already using it, it's like I might as well try to have be cross-listed onto more platforms too. Nice. Yeah, I think it'd be worth it a year later going back to ebay and be like can we figure this out like am i right and like and try to somehow talk to a real person not just the automated stuff yeah or just even try just making a new account and like just seeing what happens just uh yeah test it out i've heard it doesn't work i heard they they somehow know but it's always worth a try (laughs) for my own experience keep us posted (laughs) all right so next up 
We are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. Okay, so this week we have a Posh News Update. Big news shaking up the reseller community. Poshmark introduced this week that they are going to be having a promoted closets beta test. Um, and right now, they all that's come out is on April 24th, they put up a blog post that they are testing out a new feature where you possibly in the future would be able to pay to promote your closet and have your listings be more like heavily featured on Poshmark. Other reselling platforms do have a feature similar to this. I know we were talking to our dad last week, like it came up with, uh, I, yes. I think of eBay when I think of yeah. the promoting listings. I know you can pay a premium on some of your listings on eBay and get them more featured. So I'm not sure exactly what this will look like. And it seems like they're in very early stages of getting it tested out. But with the blog post, it included a link where you are able to sign up to be part of the test beta. And what I learned from like the live selling show beta that we were in in the fall is for me, I always want to try to get in on these betas early just to like see what's going on. Because even if they end up deciding like against this or doing the test and deciding it's not worth it, it's just kind of exciting to be a part of the test. Yes. And I think there could be some benefits that come with that if you're able to get in. So Maddie and I did apply to be part of the Promoted Closets beta. We'll see if we get chosen. I think they said they were trying to select like all different types of like closet sizes and and all of that to, to get the most data that they can. So we'll see how it goes and we'll see what the next steps are with that. But I thought that was interesting. And I've seen I've seen on both sides on Instagram like – People being excited to see this feature and people being, uh, how do you say, not excited <laughs> to, <laughs> to see this feature. Like and, everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Try to add. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I think it's one of those things that if there's going to be a promoted feature, especially being a full-time reseller, like that's something I definitely would consider to try to like, you know. Yeah. get more eyes on my closet especially if other people are going to be using this feature it's like okay well you know I want to be competitive too but then also I do think one of the great things about Poshmark right now is that like there isn't like it is pretty a, a fair playing field for everyone so this would definitely change that so we'll see how that shakes out definitely yeah and part of the beta they're trying to see if this actually makes a difference in people's sales so like if you're promoting your stuff does it actually equal an increase in sales where it's worth it to promote the stuff or not so that'll be really interesting if it even makes a difference and if I had to guess I'm guessing they're rolling this out now typically posh fest is in the fall so I'm guessing that they would might have a clearer picture of what oh, true, launching yeah. this would look like or price points yeah kind of kind of a deeper dive into it hopefully they would have more information i feel like they always have like a big thing that they're launching and in line with that posh fest time so i wouldn't be surprised if that was the case with this but also it doesn't say that anywhere that's just me thinking no that makes sense yeah because i'm thinking even on mercari how you can promote 10 of your listings every day 
but that doesn't cost right. anything. Um, and I do feel like that helps. Like when you actually go in and do that in Mercari, like regularly to your items, you do see an increase in sales. So I'm curious how it would will work once it's like up and running for Poshmark. If you'll do it just for certain items or your whole closet, you know what I mean? Like how that'll all work. Yeah. Like how much of your closet will be promoted or what the details will be. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Awesome. The promoting on Mercari, like going along with my update from the week about the cross listing. Yeah. Since I've been seeing a few more sales on Mercari, I've been really re-inspired about making sure I do those 10 promoted per day, especially like Monday through Friday. I've been trying to like make that part of my like morning routine and it really does help. Yeah. I, I totally. But yeah, very interesting to see where this goes. There's always something new happening on Poshmark <laughs> to keep an eye out for. Yeah. All right. We also have a listener question this week that we wanted to discuss. So this question comes from Katie and she says, when you're running a name your own price sale, do you ever counter? Say you have something listed for a hundred and someone offers you 30. Do you accept? I'm trying one and this stresses me out. Also, it appears I've reached the max number of offers I can make on some bundles. Bundles. Has this ever happened to you? Mm -hmm. Okay, so definitely we both have experience with both of both of these things. <laughs> yes. I would say when you have a name your own price sale, you know, you're gonna get a couple lowball offers that are too low where it doesn't make sense for you to accept. And I think some of our episodes where we've talked about running a sale, we've we've touched on this before where it, it feels like you kind of feel like you have to accept because like you, you send all these messages saying like, name your own price. Like I'm accepting all offers or whatever. <laughs> and it feels a little like shady to be like, but not on this one. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's your inventory. You're a business. When regular retail stores run a sale, there's often exclusions and you're not obligated to accept an offer just because you're running a sale. That being said, I really try to accept like any offers I can, especially if it's on items that I've had for a long time. And it's like, okay, sometimes it's better to just take the one or $2 profit and move on from something you've had for like two years. But if it's something like new, you just got in and you get a lower offer than what you, if you're thinking you could get more for that item down the line, sometimes you do have to really balance. Like, is it better to just quick flip now and make not the profit I was thinking, or should I try countering and holding out for, you know, and maybe losing that sale and like maybe putting a little bit of a bad taste in someone's mouth about like, I thought it was an even price sale. Right. But yeah. We've definitely done that too, where we're like, Oh, like on this item, I'm sorry. Like I can't quite go that low. I countered my lowest. I think that's the thing to do. If you're like, you can't go lower than the price is just, this is the best price I can do and then send that offer. But like Taylor was saying, it's like you really have to look at what you paid for that item individually and try to just not make an emotional decision of like, I thought I was going to get $80 for it or something where it's like you kind of have to be realistic with yourself. Do I want to be holding this item for another year, six months or something rather yeah. than just make you know, not as much on it now than maybe you thought you initially would. So that would be a good time too to maybe look at comps 
like sold comps for that item again before you make a decision of like looking at how much you paid, looking at other people of how much it's actually going for like today. And then that can kind of help you to decide if, if you should wait or not. But yeah, I've had this happen before with like a Goldie jeans that I just got for like, and I have them listed for like $150 and someone sends an offer for like $30 and it's like, no, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm not doing that. So there's definitely like places where you're like, you wouldn't do that, but just, just to be careful that you are trying to clear out inventory with the sale. You don't ever want to take a loss obviously, but sometimes it's better like Taylor said, to just get a few dollars and be like, okay, that one didn't pan out like I thought it would, but at least I have my money back and a little bit of can move on to the next. Yeah. Two other tips for prepping for this situation. One is I always like to, for any sale I run, have like a threshold of like, this sale includes everything like $150 or under And that way, if you know you have a handful of these items that you just got in, you just listed, and, you know, maybe you you know you're not going to get $100 for it or whatever, but you're hoping to get, like, $75. You don't want to sell it for, like, $20. Yeah. Um, Like, even during my five for 100 sale, I I made it only on items that were $100 or less were included in the sale. And before the sale, comb through your closet and just anything that you would not want to sell at that, like, lower $20 price point just mark it at like $105. So it's not included in the sale just to price it out of it. That way you're still protecting yourself. It's still going to come up, especially during an name your own price sale where there's like a few items where you're like, Ooh, it kind of hurts. To... <laughs> I didn't price this one out, but like, I don't really want to sell it for like $12. So you still might have to deal with some of this, but I think having that threshold like priced out of the sale section does really help. And then the other thing to do all the time, but especially during a sale is really like Maddie said, not get emotional with your listings, really try to see everything just as dollar signs of like how much you paid for it, especially during a sale. And especially within bundles, if it's like the total bundle costs me $15 and someone's offering me $75, but I'm looking at the bundle and it's like, I got two things from the bins and then I paid like, the rest of that total on like one item so I'm feeling like I don't know if if it wasn't like adding up to you yeah sometimes seeing it as the dollar signs of just like okay my costs and like my return on investment like if that's adding up trying to just like not have your emotions and like what you are picturing getting for like this specific item get in the way of making money yeah I've had that like exact situation before where it's like a Patagonia that I paid $12 for and then like two really low cost of good items and someone offered 75 and it's like well I kind of wanted 75 just for the Patagonia you know but it's like so throw in the two bins items to sweeten the deal (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's like am I gonna lose this sale you know over my pride that I thought $75 was the price point for the Patagonia like most likely not um, unless it's yeah. like a rare one or something, but that's good to keep in mind. Also with the like pricing things out, you could just also mark those items as not for sale for like the weekend that you're running the sale or whatever, just so they wouldn't even be a part of it. But you just have to remember then to go back in and make them for sale again. <laughs> yeah. 
I really like the pricing out strategy too, though, because if people are liking them and like trying to make them part of your sale, even though they like didn't read the fine print, <laughs> then you can just be like sending them like a really good offer on mm, that item. Because especially if I like marked it up to price it out of the sale, then it's like okay, but I'll give you sixty percent off. <laughs> but it's yeah. like you know, it can seem like a better deal than like what it was marked at originally. If it was only marked at like seventy five dollars originally. Yeah. You can give that deeper percentage discount now that you have a priced high. Then like the second part of the question about reaching the maximum number of offers you can send someone like, yes, this happens all the time. And what I'll do is I'll just write a comment that says like, I could do $60 for all three items or whatever it is just to still like communicate the offer without putting it into the system. (laughs) It's like a workaround. Right. (laughs) Right. Yep. That's exactly what I would recommend doing too. I think that's best practice. Sometimes I use the, my shoppers to send out messages on things. So I think that I'm probably not catching a lot of that situation and I'm just kind of letting them just letting them. Yeah. Cause let also it's die. like, if you've sent them, you know, <laughs> they're probably not going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They had their chance. I'm not sure how effective that is, but right. <laughs> Okay, so now we are into the main event of today's episode. We are talking about extreme couponing. Really just couponing in general. Doesn't have to (laughs) be extreme. (laughs) Yes, getting a good deal um, by using coupons, stacking coupons at just like the regular store, almost like retail arbitrage style. And okay, so I was on TikTok just scrolling the other night and I came across across this account called coupons with alicia it just was like totally inspiring me because she was just showing like you know how she stacks these coupons at like walgreens cvs and she'll get like such a good deal on like all these different things laundry detergent paper towels these things that like i personally just hate spending my money on because it's just like sometimes i'm getting into my budgeting kick and i'm like okay, like I'm going to spend like this much on miscellaneous, this much on food, this much on this. And it's like, ugh, the miscellaneous stuff is just not what you want to be spending your money on ever. It's so, <laughs> so horrible. Yeah. And I was inspired to try it out. And then I remembered that actually we have an expert on the show very close to me. <laughs> Maddie actually has quite some experience with some couponing and even having a little mini stockpile of her own with some of her couponing deals. So... We're like, we got to talk about this today. I know it's not exactly reselling, but it's getting a good deal, which is the very thrifty mindset that we all share. Plus, I bet you could, I bet there is a way you could, people are couponing to resell, especially people that are big on reselling on Amazon. I'm guessing that a lot of them do this, like kind of arbitrage, get the good deals Mm. with coupons and then list them on Amazon. We don't know much about that, but I'm like, it does tie in. So we'll talk about it. I haven't done this either, but I've seen people on like have a garage sale and then they're like selling the stuff that they like clearly couponed. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Or Facebook marketplace. And like, yeah. So I think there is a, I don't know much about that. So I'm not sure if we're promoting that or not. (laughs) I'm interested in having a personal stockpile. So that's what I'm interested in. That is my experience so far too. Yes. It's just stockpiling for your own family. So you don't have to spend all your money on toiletries. (laughs) Exactly. 
So Maddie, tell us a little bit about your your past. <laughs> your dark past with couponing. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> yes. So I I don't know. It I'm goes a, back to like high school. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it goes back to like our mom is like into couponing too. So that's kind of how I like learned about couponing is like through her and seeing her do different like deals and stuff. But, but yes, like when I was in college, I dabbled in couponing a little bit with like stacking like a store coupon with a manufacturer coupon and like on like a sale item. So you can get the item for like very cheap and did that a little bit. And then I kind of fell off, wasn't really doing it. And then when I like 2018, 2019 time, when I was living in Chicago and Bjorn was in law school, like always studying, I just like got back into it. And there was one account that me and our mom followed called One Cute Couponer, where she always had like she would coupon at all different places, but like Walgreens specifically was like where we would coupon at. And yeah, I was like super into it. That is like what I was doing <laughs> before reselling, but like definitely like took the place. Just scratching that itch. <laughs> yeah. Of reselling where I would spend hours on like a weekend planning out a deal and then going over to the Walgreens and like trying to make it make it happen and then come home and just either feel defeated because it wouldn't work or having a huge rush because I, I got it. So I kind of fell off the wagon during like COVID and stuff and my stockpile dwindled down. But but yeah, I had a, a <laughs> like two shelves in like a smaller closet that had all of the the products on it from my couponing which like honestly if you get to that point is like so rewarding because then like you run out of mouthwash you have like three bottles just sitting right there waiting for you so it was so fun and we'll get to this at the end I do want to like get back into it a little bit maybe not as extreme as I was before (laughs) (laughs) yes so i remember you doing this and i would kind of like roast you and like make fun of you (laughs) yeah but now here i am wanting in on it so look who's laughing now yeah i would always send you and our mom the deals and like the math and everything when i when i'd have a successful one and she she would do the same for when she would have one too and so fun it's exactly like when you have a good hall at the thrift store and you're just like I gotta tell everyone I know that (laughs) I did this I'm so yeah that high of having a good deal (laughs) yes (laughs) okay so talking about couponing it seems like there's some like reoccurring items that are the common culprits that you're able to get a good deal on by stacking coupons what are some of like the common items to score a couponing deal that you have experience with so I guess I'll say like most of my experience is at Walgreens. I haven't really ventured out much to like other retailers just because I've like at the time was like comfortable with how the deals worked at Walgreens. The items I would be getting a lot are like dental products, like toothpaste, toothbrushes, floss, mouthwash, 
and then some like paper products, toilet paper, paper towels, laundry detergent. There was like always a good deal on. And then like shampoo and conditioner. I also would do like makeup deals sometimes too. More on the beauty deals in a minute as well. But but yeah, those were some of the main items I was at least couponing. I know you could have gone like the food route as well. But I kind of stuck with the like toiletries, household items. Nice. Okay. And then so for a total beginner who's like never done this before, or heard of this before, like how is this working to like, y- like stack these different types of coupons and like how much are you paying? And then there's like the whole like rolling over cash back element. Like explain <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the Walgreens app has changed since I've been into couponing but I was just looking at it before this and it seems pretty similar so they used to have like points like riding a bike yeah I was like (laughs) I could do this today (laughs) where they used to have like certain products okay you buy three of them and they'll give you 5,000 points to your account and then you can use those points on a your next transaction and the 5,000 points would equal $5. So I think they kind of just simplified it now where they're like, we're not talking in points. That's weird. We're just talking in dollars. So the same kind of thing would happen where you could buy like three items and then get like a $5 off basically on your next order. So that was like a big part of it for me for, and then also like stacking the coupons. So Looking at the, every week at Walgreens, they have like a circular ad where it like highlights all of the the deals of the week. So it would have like, we were looking at it right before this and it's like four Tide products for like $9 or something. So the goal would be to, you know, get four Tide products. Maybe you'd have like a, manufacturer coupon like four manufacturer tied coupons that you could apply to each one of those like maybe a dollar off each one or something and then stack that with a store coupon as well that would be like one of those where it's like okay buy three tied products and get five dollars off your next order so kind of have to then add it up to see if it's worth it for you but the stacking of the coupons and then also like the stacking of the the points or dollars or whatever in your app is kind of where the extreme deals come into play where you're like only paying a couple dollars for an item. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the deal is done in this, in the stacking element. And then there is the rollover element because so like on your first haul, you might be fronting a little bit of cash. Is that what I'm understanding? If you didn't have any of the like cash back basically in your account, you kind of then have to pay whatever the remaining balance is with your own money. But the great part is, is if you did some of those deals where you're getting the, the cash for next time, then you can just use that cash at the register. For the next week's deal. For the next week's deal, yeah. And there's always a new set of deals every single week. So that's kind of fun too, where it's like, there there would be like a week where it was like, oh, like this is not the brands that we like or just like not applicable things to me. But then like the next week would have something exciting and it's like, Ooh, this is, (laughs) this is my time to shine. So (laughs) there would always be something, 
but yeah, so there's kind of were... a benefit to consistently kind of every week. Yeah, that's like the part about the couponing that I think you just got to be careful about. It's like you have to think to yourself, like, are you a person that likes to like try new products or or not? Because like a lot of times they'll have coupons or deals for like newer products. So if they have like a new scent or like a new makeup item, like there'll be specific coupons for that item because they're trying to like push it. Like, I don't know. I've done that where I've like done a deal on something before and it's like, I don't really like this. And now I have three (laughs) of them. So I think that would be my takeaway if I get back into couponing is like not to be so set in my wares where I can only get certain products or something, but just being a little more careful with like, am I doing this for the deal or am I doing this because we need these products anyway? You know? Yeah. It's a fine, fine line. (laughs) And that's why I think like the girl I followed that coupons with Alicia like, I, I think it's really smart when you're first starting out to, like, get comfortable with, like, one store system because it can be kind of yeah. complicated, as we'll talk about more later. Um, eventually, once you get more comfortable, then it's like, okay, then check the CVS deals. And then, like, probably your preferred brand of item might be having a deal at, like, Target or CVS or Walgreens right. one of the weeks. So you can kind of make sure you're actually getting stuff you want. Definitely. Yeah, so that would be, like, my advice, too, if you were just starting out, is to, like, watch YouTube videos of people doing a deal that week, and you can see them actually, like, you could just recreate the same deal that they're doing, and, like, you don't have to, like, think of your own deal on your own, which could be, which for me was, like, the time-consuming part, so, like, I would watch, like, one cute couponer, like, her do a deal, and then, like, write it all down, or like take screenshots of Mm -hmm. what she did and then compare that to like the prices at my store to see if it was going to be worth it for me and to make sure I had the same coupons in my app that she used. Cause sometimes it's like people will have different coupons, so you can't even like do exactly what they did, but that would be my advice is just to like try to do like a simpler deal that someone has already like figured out for you. (laughs) You know, don't reinvent the wheel the first time. Get comfortable by recreating the deals. Yes. And then maybe start your own deals. Yes. And definitely, like, in the Walgreens app, at least, you can, like, save the coupons to your wallet or whatever. So you can, like, be all prepared, you know, Mm. as much prepared as you can before you get to the store. Have it all laid out. But the, the bad thing about watching the YouTube videos is sometimes like they're in a different area than you are and the prices are totally different. I remember watching like some videos the first time or even like talking to mom where like she like had a deal and then I looked at the prices at my store in Chicago and they were like way higher. So like the $1 off coupon is not making as big of a, yeah. <laughs> a dent to make it worth it. So- yeah, if that you're watching be... YouTube video of someone who is like in a small town, Alabama, and then you're living downtown in the loop, it might look a little different. Exactly. But I will say like I was able to get really good deals in Chicago. So I yeah. think you can keep on anywhere and have it help your budget and stuff like that. But something to keep in mind, because that was very sad when I walked in and realized so I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is not as good of a deal for me. 
Okay, so when you were planning for a deal, how long would that take for you to, you know, plan at home? Yeah, so it kind of depends, obviously, but I would watch like a couple YouTube videos, you know, what other people were doing this week with the deals, and also look at the ad circular as well to see what items are on sale this week. And then just start compiling the deal on paper. So I I would honestly take like a few hours doing this. I had all the time in the world. So I was maybe you could do this. Yeah, this was just something I was doing for fun. So like you could probably do it a little quicker. And also if you were like someone that was more adventurous about trying different products, you could just go in and recreate someone else's deal. But I, I feel like I was always trying to like put my own twist on things mm. <laughs> with the items. But yeah, it, this is like something I would spend a few hours on if I was going to do it that day of getting the coupons all organized in the app and everything. And would you have to like physically print some coupons or was it all pretty virtual? So you can do that where you um, print physical coupons, like in the Walgreens app. And I think most of the apps, they have like store coupons and then they have like manufacturer coupons. So Mm. you could like clip the manufacturer coupons in there. But say, say you had like the deal where you had like four, four tides for something, you know, for some reason you wanted four tide products and in the app they only had like two manufacturer coupons for tide you could then like go try to find two more just Mm. on the like websites they are pretty easy to find but no I wasn't keeping a lot of like I was mostly doing it digitally but you can definitely sign up for like with your email to get coupons from certain places or just go to like P&G website and like print them off for that week the only thing was like yeah then you'd have to remember to like what's png procter and gamble oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha we call it png in the biz but... <laughs> <laughs> mm, gotcha gotcha <laughs> just trying to keep up here yeah 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 But yeah, I think that's a big like misconception too, is like you don't need to be having all these like paper coupons in order to be doing the deals most of the time. You can do it mostly with the app. Okay. So then once the planning is all done at home, like you have, you have the game plan. So you walk into Walgreens, how long is it taking you in store? (sighs) That really depends because like a lot of times you're basing the bulk of your deal on the items that were like highlighted in the circular. So it's like everyone knows about these items being a good deal this week. So I had it all the time happen where like I would go in a big part of the deal is getting like three things of like bounty paper towels and they're all gone. And it's like, no. (laughs) So you have to think on the fly of like, do I want to try to make this work a different way or do I just want to not do it today? So that can be frustrating. And that's when I've spent a lot of time in the store is, is if they don't have the exact items that you need to make it work. In the Walgreens app, they have it 
like if they show a coupon, it says, and like you click on the coupon, it says underneath like qualifying products and it'll list out the ones that qualify for that coupon. So you don't get into a situation where like the coupon doesn't work with the product. So that is how I would be spending time too. If it wasn't working how I thought it was going to, and I had to find like a substitute item basically of checking at the store if they had like those other items. I think you could also like scan the item and it would pop up like which coupons you could use with it too. There's a lot of like checking before you get to the register too. So even if they had in a perfect world, if they, you walk in and they have all the items that you wanted, like I would do a double check of like scanning those items in the app to make sure the coupons were going to apply. Like I thought they were too. Gotcha. So that can be a little disheartening if, if they ran out of what you needed. Got to get there early. Yeah. That's like, (laughs) you'll, I can't remember which day the ad switches, but like whatever day it was for Walgreens, like all the YouTubers would come out with a video like that day, what the deal is before everything ran out basically. Okay. So then once you're, you're in store, you got your cart filled up. You think you have, you think you're nailing the plan. You head up to the register. What does that process look like? So then do you have to like, are you trying to like give them to the cashier in a certain order or like, is there any strategy to that or how does it go? No, I think it was just more like you enter your phone number in. I feel like I would try to do it towards the beginning. So then like the, the things would like come off as they were like scanning things in. But yeah, that's the moment of truth of just standing there hoping it works like you thought it did and the coupons start coming off correctly. Yeah, that's super awkward. (laughs) Because a lot of times like it would happen where like if something didn't come off like I thought it would, then I would be like asking the employee and the employee like does not care like (laughs) or like even know what I'm talking about. I was supposed to get $17 cash back for this. And they were like bro you already got like all this money off like why are you being weird but you know when you're trying to do the deal you have to ask those questions that was something too where like the location I would go to was like kind of like a touristy area you kind of want to time it well where there's not a lot of people behind you in line if you can if you're already been at Walgreens like trying to figure this out for a while like finding your moment to check out a little smoother but but yeah I'd have that all the time where you'd like have to kind of talk through it with the employee if something wasn't working like you thought it would just to see maybe you were wrong or sometimes they would do it where they would just like apply the points then or like the equivalent of whatever the coupon should have been with points and like honor it which was really nice so doesn't hurt to ask it's just yeah. like one of those things where it's like yeah it's a little awkward but it's like you already spent three hours trying to get this deal going <laughs> I have no shame in asking at that point because I'm invested <laughs> yeah yeah definitely you're there you've you've done about six hours grunt work leading up to this you want your deal you want your deal and you want it done right exactly okay so then did it ever like go very wrong for you Yeah, well, I'm thinking of, like, this one time where they would have it once in a while where they have these, like, beauty deal events, and 
at the store our mom goes to in Wisconsin, they always had like these physical coupons that were like super helpful. And like when you'd watch the YouTube videos, like they'd always have them too. And like for whatever reason, like my store would not have them. And there was this one where it was like, spend $25, get 14,000 points, like $14 in points back, which is like a really good deal. Like just if you were just to do that without any other coupons, it's like a pretty good deal. Yeah. And I saw on YouTube or maybe talking to our mom, she sent me like a picture of the the coupon. Basically, I like worked this whole deal around this coupon thinking I'm going to get 14,000 points at the end of it. And I have like the screenshot version of the coupon and go up to the register and they're like, yeah, like we have no idea what you're talking about. Like, (laughs) where did you get this? And I was like, oh, like they have them in other stores, but like I didn't see it out here and like trying to make it work. And I can't remember if they ended up honoring it or just being like, no, you can't do that. That was a heartbreaker. So Hmm. yeah, it's just disappointing when it was like a major part of the deal doesn't work out. Then you're trying to get these like side parts still going. Maybe just better not to do it at that point. Once you've done like your first week of deal where you might have to like, you know, pay the balance cash up front, but then you're getting the cash back. So like for you, when you would plan these deals, was like was it a good deal like would you pay would you have enough cash back to like cover the next deal most of the time or would you still have to pay a balance like what was I would typically still have to pay a balance I think I could have been more like extreme about it and also if I was in a different geography area maybe it could have worked out a little like where I wasn't paying any money or something but but typically yeah I would still pay like a small balance okay yeah but per item, it was still like a really good deal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, it's one of those things where if you get into it and then you have a week where you have to pay full price for paper towels, you're just like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> that's what I saw on the TikToks. They're like, if you pay for toothpaste, like you should never yeah. have to pay for toothpaste. Because there's always a toothpaste deal or whatever. So never buy toothpaste full price. And I'm like, oh, I buy toothpaste full price all the time. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. It's like one of those things. Yeah. If you're if you're into it and then you have to pay full price for something that you typically would just grab from your stockpile, is, it breaks your heart. But Heartbreaker. <laughs> Dang. I'm like so inspired to try this out. I'm like, I want to do it. I think I'm going to do it like this week. I'm going to have to figure out which day that circular comes out. Love it. Yeah, I know. I'm like re-inspired a little bit to get back into it. I feel like, you know, with anything, you can spend so much time. Is it worth the time aspect? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, like with the Target baby registry, one of the like perks of that was they send you like baby coupons all throughout the year. So I am excited to see if there's any stackable deals I could do with like diapers or wipes or something like that that would be a great way to try to save some money on some of those (laughs) not fun expenses of having a baby (laughs) that's what I've I've been seeing now that I've 
fell down that hole. Now I've seen like other coupon videos too. And I've seen so many diaper deals, especially at Target for some reason. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's, co- it's coming at the perfect time. I should start a stockpile. <laughs> totally. Yes. Well, this is crazy information. I'm like, sorry I ever made fun of you. Sorry I ever laughed at your stockpile. I was wrong. <laughs> Wow, that's just all I needed to hear. So <laughs> <laughs> now I am going to copy you. Um, Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to report back about how how our first haul. Oh, okay. So another thing about this is when I think extreme couponing, I think of one thing and one thing only: the TLC show, Extreme Couponers. Oh, so that good. show, people would go to the grocery store and literally pay like zero dollars, and like then they would like show like documentary style at their house like their stockpiles that were I mean you had a pretty impressive stockpile that I would consider but it was pretty much like one or two shelves right yeah this the, <laughs> I some was of these not, people it's like their garage is like warehouse shelved out I like was not there's aisles calls from TLC at all <laughs> to be a part of this they yeah very very small compared to that <laughs> but what I remember most from the show is there was like a narrator that would narrate at the register, like doing the coupons or like prepping for the deal. And they would, they were just so dramatic about it that they would be like in her biggest haul to date, Cynthia is going to get $444 of groceries and pay $4 or whatever it was. <laughs> and whenever Maddie would do her, her hauls, of course you would always FaceTime me because I would want to see what you got for the deals. <laughs> and then we would always be like in her biggest haul to date. <laughs> like <laughs> that was the ongoing joke. So I'm just really excited about bringing that back. Oh yeah. I can't wait for your biggest haul to date. Okay. I know I've never had a haul. Any so I'm haul. excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep you posted. And if you have experience with any couponing or like which stores, which apps you like using, le- definitely let us know. We're getting back oh, into it. I did want to add one other thing that there was like another stackable piece of this that we were doing is the like Ibotta and Fetch. Okay, yeah. Sometimes they would they, those would like be part of the deal too where it would be, you know, maybe at the store there was this one candy that <laughs> it was like a money making thing. What was the candy called? It was something weird. Or those those ones that are shaped like an egg. Kinder eggs. Okay. I don't know if those were new or what, but <laughs> That was the deal. Sometimes there would be a deal, yeah, where it was like in the store, you have to pay like a dollar for the Kinder Egg or something. But then on Ibotta, you get like a dollar and 50 cents back or something. Mm. So, or they all wouldn't work out perfectly where it was like you're making money on it. That but you could get gift the, cards in exchange or whatever. That could back. be part of the deal too, where it would be like, you know, you do the Tide deal and then also on Ibotta, you get three dollars for a tide that you could save up to get like cash out for the gift card or whatever so that was something they would bring up too in the youtube videos if that was like part of it Hmm. very interesting okay well i feel like we learned a lot i feel like we learned a lot and we're definitely trying this out let us know your experience if you've done any couponing we need all the tips yeah, let us know, like, what you think of Maddie's past. Did you know this about her? Did you clock her for a couponer? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Love yeah, it. we're pumped. 
Okay, that brings us to the end of our episode. We are going to do our favorite segment. It is our goals Goals update. update. Okay, which I just have one update this week. I canceled my posture VA. So Mm, that was was on my list to do. Yes, (laughs) and I canceled it. So I'm, I'm all set now for my big maternity leave plan that we discussed a couple weeks ago so (laughs) sweet how are your goals going this week going pretty good the sale really helped my sales total I can't remember where we were last time we checked in I it is we're recording this April 30th last day of the month I'm really close to my goal for 4,000 for the month I'm at (gasps) 39.22 So I still have time where it's only, it's only one thirty PM here. I could possibly still get a couple more sales and kick it into the green, but either way, especially coming, you know, bringing the goals update back for the first time in a while. I think when we did our first goals update, it was like already more than halfway through the month and I was only at like 1500. So I've come a long way. So I'm proud. I think you were at like 2,500 last week or 2,600. So I think you've made a lot of ground yeah this week as well yeah yeah the sale definitely helped and if when I look at my closet insights for the month and I can see the bar graph on the second half of the month is way better than the first half of the month so all that to say it's good to have goals uh my like sub goals within that were listing 10 a day I was doing really good on that I will say I did drop the ball a little bit this last week I took pictures of stuff but I'm a little behind on the listing I gotta I gotta get Mm. them published so I think I did more like five a day last week, but I have, I do have some drafts in my phone. I just need to get in there and get them, get them listed. And then posh shows once a week, I fumbled. I never had a posh show this week. So <gasps> maybe I should have one tonight. Try to make that last $78. I need to make my goal for the month. <laughs> Stay on the line until you make $78. $78 drive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then my last goal is having the sale so that went well that that really helped and then oh I did have one more goal I forgot about keeping the posh room clean we talked about this month that wasn't really formally part of my goals update but it was something I was working on yeah and I could be better about it honestly it's 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 I'm at like a 75 percent improvement like okay yeah, I, I, I just packaged up some of those five for $100 bundles. Some of them like included shoes, but then it's like the shoe box that I used with my shoe inventory, like wasn't big <laughs> enough to hold the rest of the bundle. So I had to like take them out of the boxes and repackage. So I just have some like empty boxes and just a little bit of clutter from that. And then a little bit of my photography day the other day is still hung up on the rack and not quite put away. But it's not horrible. It's... It honestly used to be a lot worse at the beginning of this month. So we're getting there. Progress. Love it. Great job on your goals. Do you want to set goals for May today or do you want to wait? I do want to set goals for May. So I think I want to do, I think I want to do 5,500. Ooh, nice. Up it a little bit. May is going to be a bit of a challenging month for me. You have a lot of plans. A lot of plans. (laughs) It's just a nice time of year where people like love coming to Arizona to visit. So that's great. We love having people here, but it does tend to take me away from my posh if I'm not careful. So I think I want to keep up the 10 listings per day and then, yeah, just focus on 
really being strategic with the time I am taking off that I'm like, that I'm having a plan and not just like checking out without a plan. You're not going to have to have any goals. You're on vacation. So yeah, I have no goals. <laughs> besides the goals is to have the baby. <laughs> besides getting items that sell shipped out before they get canceled. That is my yep. goal for May. So love it. Great goal. <laughs> well, awesome. We'll be back next week with another episode. We're thinking it'll just be me, but if Maddie's still hanging on, well, <laughs> well, um, Maybe she'll be back. We don't know. But hopefully she won't be. Everyone fingers crossed. Am I overstating my welcome? Be honest. <laughs> no. Was everyone, everyone excited for like some mixing it up on the podcast? And then no. Like, oh, everyone messaged again. us and they were like, oh, like we're going to miss Maddie so much. And I'm like, oh, we're not going to miss her that much. But <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we are going to miss her a lot. So, um, but yeah, we have some, we have some other other interviews that we want to do and yeah some other ideas for episodes so stay tuned for that but if maddie is back then i hope you are back for one more because i want to do a follow-up about the couponing i know i i (laughs) I feel like other people are if you're a reseller you might be a couponer like the venn diagram might be over there might be overlap yeah yeah Yeah. even if um you're not back for a full episode we might just have to do a quick little 15 minute recording of like the couponing update <laughs> <laughs> yes. just to see what happened yes definitely awesome well if you enjoyed today's episode feel free to give us five stars on spotify and apple Podcasts. write us a nice little review we love to read those yes and if you have any questions or feedback you can always email us at sistersuposh at gmail.com or send us an instagram message Sister Suposh on Instagram. And also let us know if you have any any guests you want us to have on the podcast, like while Maddie is on maternity Ooh, leave. Yes. Or suggestions of topics that you think that would make a, an okay like solo episode for me. Or, you know, something we could have like one of our sisters on to help co-host with me. Let us know any ideas you have. We are definitely open. We've had a few suggestions so far, and we do have a few guests that we're excited about having on as well. Awesome. Have a great week. Love you, Tay. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.